Hey everybody, welcome to episode 21, 21. of The Real Presence of Washington, D.C. 21. Uh, legal age. The legal age, yes. If episodes were years, uh, we would now be drinking. And after the whirlwind of events that have transpired, <laughs> I, I think we might need one. Absolutely. A stiff, a stiff drink, yes. Let's uh, let's talk about what's gone Who, on where here. Where start? I mean, well, I think a good place to start was that Ryan's Priebus was replaced by uh, John Kelly. You and know, what precipitated that event? Well, why don't you illuminate that for us? <laughs> the mooch, the mooch. We we hardly knew ye. Uh, Anthony Scaramucci was brought in as new communications director. Uh, I Which we we discussed on our, our last yes. episode. Yes, we did. Yes. We did. Um, I think our last episode, he had already called into Ryan Lizza and claimed that Bannon was able to perform impossible. You know, I don't recall that sure. particular sure, I think that was the end of the previous week. We recorded beginning of last week. So, yes, that had happened. Um, but uh, he continued to misbehave and then kelly was uh reed's previous was was uh booted out it was mm-hmm. very dramatic very reality tv scene of them yes oh yes getting off of air force one all together all the staff and rights and uh i can't remember who else was in the car with him anyway two other staffers now scaramucci was uh vehemently anti-rice anti-rice yeah, yeah so he he definitely he slid the knife in for sure. Yeah, for sure. He he found the spot between the ribs and and slipped the knife in. So momentarily, it's look. He's it thinking, like, yes, like the I was on top. He Absolutely. ended that particular yes. episode in yes. a triumphant yeah, with, manner. With, with the two other staffers getting out of Previous's car and the whole motorcade driving off, and Previous's SUV just sitting there on the wet tarmac, oh, waiting for the. It's beautiful. The, yeah, it was. I'm seeing the executive producer's name exactly, come up. You know? Exactly. It's beautiful. It was perfect, but uh, there was a it was a, a short lived triumph for the Mooch because John Kelly was named chief of staff. Um, there was. Foreshadowing, uh, just before Kelly was named chief of staff, because uh, before Wright's replacement was named, because people were, were noting that Scaramucci reported directly to Trump, um, and they were speculating that when the chief of staff replacement came in, he would have to, you know, redraw his reporting mm-hmm. line to the chief of staff, um, and they sort of anticipated. For such a colorful character, that may be another opportunity for fireworks. And lo and behold, Kelly just sort of unceremoniously um, dropkicked him. Somebody actually pointed out that Scaramucci had not yet reached his official start date at the White House. <laughs> he was 10 days into his, whatever, two-week lead time. So yeah, he uh, sold his company, um, got a new job, uh, got divorced, had a child, and got fired mm. in a, day, a week and a half. Pretty impressive. Um, we, you know, we were um, really speculating about the um, interstate of um, Sean Spicer last mm-hmm, week and, mm-hmm. and the emotional reaction that he might have oh. had to this news. Now, keep in mind, of course, and this is not getting a lot of media attention. Spicer was said, and now he didn't like just walk off the right. job. He said he, you know, he was going to resign. Yeah, he's got to let another. The reason week or two. was because he wanted to create a clean slate right. for Scaramucci, which ironically <laughs> yeah. is the exact same reason that Sarah exact Huckabee Sanders said yeah. that. Yeah. 
This so, one, just, just the cleanest slate. of slates. Just you can eat off it. Um, well, is, yeah, is Spicer going to stay around? And is he be, super happy now? Be, you'd have a really good time picking the the music to play over him walking back into the prison. <laughs> so many opportunities. Um, I have. I well. I, who knows? Because Spicer is a very strangely wired human being, as far as I'm concerned. But um, I think that he he would be an idiot to stick around. I mean, he's he somehow engineered one of the only leaving on a high note kind of optical mm. exits from the White yes. House that I can possibly imagine. Not indicted, <laughs> not under investigation, so far as we know. Right. Um, said, oh, no, I can't work for that guy. Mm. So he stood on principles, and then everybody went, oh, yeah, we totally see why he would not want to work for that guy. <laughs> and that guy's booted before he even assumes his new responsibilities. Like, Spicer comes out looking pretty that, good. That is pretty legendary. Yeah, I think, Sean, if, if you're listening, uh, my advice would be podcasts. Yeah. Get into that. Make sure you line up those pickle deals, buddy. <laughs> it's all about the pickle money. Now, um, this guy, Scaramucci, uh, is he like... He's done. Okay, though. I mean, like, yeah, I uh, this is very erratic. His behavior yeah. is very erratic. I yeah. kind of feel like, you know, we talked about last week, he had some really thoughtful anti-Trump points that he made. Right. I kind of feel like what happened here is that he got like mushroom stamped so hard by Donald Trump that he'd lost his mind <laughs> and he decided to become a like a right. vehemently pro Trumper, yes. yes. foaming at the mouth, foaming at the mouth, Trumper, forsaking yeah. everything in his life yeah. just to understand just the to man who could inflict man. this on him. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, this uh, unfortunately, up, when you have discarded. a. Uh, you know, a, a breakdown. Typically, it's not a great career move. You no. might get a little velocity yeah, out sure. of it momentarily. Sure. But, um, you know, it's sure. hard to sustain. like Yes, indeed. Indeed. <laughs> Just flew too close to the Trump sun. So, I wonder, you know, perhaps we should be taking pity on Mr. Uh, Scaramucci. I had to say, like, he... So, the, there's a Chinese firm that agreed to buy his hedge fund. Um, allegedly, he made promises about access to the Trump administration mm. in executing that sale. It is not finalized yet. Like it, it worries me for his overall mental health and well-being if the Chinese firm backs out of that sale mm. and he's left with literally nothing. Well, he can just tell them that if the access to the Trump administration from him falls through... Just buy a visa from Jared Kushner's sister. You get right back in there. You'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So John Kelly is in. There's a, there's a new sheriff in town. Yeah. And uh, a, a Marine general, four star you know, general. You you brought up the stabbing metaphor earlier. Yeah. My notes here say gotta stab someone on day one. <laughs> and you know I, he's coming in and he's cleaning house. Yeah. Um, now, Glenn Thrush, who's a New York Times reporter, he spec prior to the Scaramucci flame out, um, speculated that Kelly replacing Rhines made it more likely that McMaster yeah. would be replaced. Interesting. Um, uh, Glenn speculates that would be Pompeo. Uh, now, Scaramucci out of course sessions, kind of being told to maybe take a walk. Yeah. 
kind of digging in his heels yeah. a little bit. What's uh, what's going have on you, there? Have you seen? As a side note, did you see the cover of the New York Post? It was uh, uh, Trump. No, it was White House Survivor or something like that. It was all of mm-hmm. the members of the Trump administration oh, yes. as Survivor cast yeah, members. Well. And two days later, two of those people are gone. Yeah, <laughs> they can just rerun the same cover with X's just keep through. Running it, yeah, exactly. Um, we've been on we've been on this beat for a while oh, now. We're the original. That's right. Reality TV Trump's right. <laughs> we got the pickle money and the royalties on the whole reality TV thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah Sessions. Um, uh, I I've been having a hard time reading that actually because I don't see like uh, maybe he's hanging on knowing that Mueller's investigation is going to start dropping uh, indictments, um, at which point the panic will probably give him, they'll take the pressure off of him, basically. Like, he'll be able to, especially if he's figuring, somehow, if he's figuring he's lower on the list of indictments, he's got some time, some breathing room, then maybe he's thinking he'll get more freedom of action once the indictments start dropping and people start panicking. I don't know. I'm sorry. Let me restate this. You're yeah. thinking that if Sessions just waits around until there starts to be indictments, yeah. then he has more freedom to operate because yeah. he will be indicted? No, no. If others are indicted before I see. him. Oh, so he's just going to play the waiting game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He may have uh, a, an agreement or an understanding with Pence um, for when <laughs> all the dust clears. <laughs> You think John Kelly has a similar understanding with Mr. I don't Pence? know. I mean, it, uh, it did come up yesterday or today that Kelly and Mattis had a, uh, an agreement um, that they wouldn't both leave the country at the same time because they felt that one of them needed to be around Trump at all times. Mm. <laughs> so there, there is some kind of coordination of adult supervision for our toddler present with a horrible sugar rush. Permanent Sugar Rush. <laughs> Great band name. Permanent Sugar Rush, yeah. Yeah. Now, if I'm John Kelly and I've got the job of cleaning house, um, you know, I can think of one individual and, in fact, a whole kind of group of individuals related to that individual who <laughs> I might remove to have the most efficient house cleaning so you're that talking I could. about a coup is what you're talking about. <laughs> A military junta. When, yeah, when you put it that way. And indeed, Kelly's uh, former DOD. Yeah. Yeah, so that would be totally 100% uh, an accurate description there. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll that, Trump with the is, that what's, go, is that what's going on here? We're going to bring some uh, strong-arm military men in who will just crush Mr. Trump and move him to the side? <laughs> It doesn't seem 100% impossible, which is a little scary. Um, I mean, I remember when, when Trump started stacking the, the deck of his administration with basically Goldman Sachs and military men. It was like, it felt like we were heading in that direction anyway. It's literally nobody else that he defers to, unless you're a, you know, a multi-billionaire hedge fund manager who doesn't swear mm-hmm. at the New Yorker, which apparently, by the way, amused Trump, uh, Ryan Lizza's. Uh, interview with Scaramucci, just to go back for a second. When he first heard about it, he thought it was hilarious. And then as the blowback expanded over the next day or two, um, I mean, I shouldn't have used that term given the the uh, 
the casting aspersions mm-hmm. on Bannon. But anyway, um, uh, that uh, he started to get annoyed because he was getting it's the whole attention thing, right? It's mm-hmm. like now you're overshadowing me. Right. Like he liked it at first, and then he was like, "You're like monopolizing my attention." Right. He press. should have come out and said that Bannon was uh, tossing his own salad, and that would <laughs> then he could catch the spotlight back on him. <laughs> Well, you know? thought of that, right? Damn it! You really—you should be a writer for for Trump, an advisor, feeding him lines. Um, uh, what was I going to say? So yeah, the, I mean, he has been surrounding himself with generals, and and he regularly, you know, sort of refers to my generals in his mm-hmm. in his Twitter uh, stream. Um, so you know, it, I don't know. It, all of these things feel like they're possible. It's just that um, I feel like. Some a shoe is going to drop that starts an avalanche that will start to dictate how things mm. go. These things are all sort of competing themes. The sort of like kleptocracy of the Trump, you know, family taking advantage of the the power, you know, the, the positions of power for a personal gain. The investigation into Russia and the collusion around the election. The uh, utter f- legislative failure, and now the. Um, the alienation of Trump from from the Republican Party. I mean, that's the other thing with Priebus out. Like, he's got no connection to the right. party establishment now. And you could say, I would, be, if I was a Republican, I'd be thinking like he took an oath to be, you know, representing the party to some degree. Kind of faked his way through the oath. If you go back to the, the tape, yeah. <laughs> but like he does with everything, he didn't actually commit, but he sort of led them to believe that he committed to being an actual. Republican and he's kind of screwed that over as well. So, you know, he's increasingly isolated. He's increasingly sort of getting backed into a corner. It's really just a matter of like who pulls the trigger first, mm. I think, in terms of the, the inevitable downfall of G- DJT. Well, you know, we, uh, we were discussing that uh, maybe the uh, step out for uh, Mr. Trump would be vis-a-vis his uh, his kids, right? Um, and uh, I believe it was yesterday news broke that um, the inaccurate reports about the meeting with that yep. Russian lawyer came from Mr. Trump himself. Yes. He coached, dictated yes. directly. Yes, <laughs> after they prepared a draft which was much more uh, adept at trying not to. Uh, you know, step into into shaky legal territory. He was like, "No, screw that. Just say it was about adoption." <laughs> and then he left after fifteen minutes. It was really about nothing. He didn't even know what it was. Like that whole first statement was. Um, I mean, is there a better definition of obstruction of justice? <laughs> it's literally attempting to, to throw an investigation off the trail. Mm. Um, explicitly like that's yeah he's put himself right in the middle of that and I wondered who do you think was behind that leak oh uh, I don't know gosh Ryan's Priebus <laughs> that's the first name that springs to mind could be I mean I wondered if it was Kushner actually what kind of Game of Thrones shit is going on yeah there? exactly but I mean if you think about it Don Jr. Um, not part of the administration, so he's sort of, and also more likely to get pardoned by Trump because he's flesh and blood, I guess, although he's never particularly <laughs> shown any affection for him. 
Uh, Manafort, no longer part of the administration, or never part of the administration, also separately under investigation. Kushner is the one who was, you know, uh, sort of the revelation that he was there at the meeting, currently part of the administration, currently has a classified um, clearance, uh, and also has been doing all kinds of shit with the Chinese um, trying to, you know, uh, curry favor for personal gain. And I mean, there's all kinds of shit that, that Kushner's mm-hmm. done. So he's very exposed, right, with that meeting with the Russians. Oh, and he also ran the, the digital mar- digital um, campaign, mm-hmm. um, which they believe may be how, what the instrument was for colluding with the right. Russians around the propaganda. because they were He set up the back channel. I mean, yeah. he's, yeah. Yeah. So how do you how do you get out of that position? Well, maybe you throw the feds a bigger fish. <laughs> yeah, I you know I, I don't know that that's a great strategy. I mean, um, well, it's not like uh, it's smart. if you're chained to that fish, <laughs> right? You may kind of get it's true caught up in the it's net true. as well. He has not demonstrated any uh, particular skill at playing these games. Now, uh, when when we think about leaking, um, his wife, Ivanka, is uh, known to be a a leaker in the sense that um, she will alert the press that uh, she doesn't agree with her father about things. (laughs) Um, So that in this way, we can maintain this view of her as the principled, sane individual, right? Um, and so, you know, is, is Kushner trying to leak this information maybe just to make himself look better in the court of, of public opinion? Possibly. Um, I mean, he did try to get out of that meeting. So at least that makes him look like less of an idiot. Well, in the sense that we we discussed, he thought maybe he felt like, oh, you know, I shouldn't be here. Right. At least he has enough sense to cover things up. Whereas, uh, although I don't know that we had that validated, that he emailed his assistant and asked him, asked mm. his assistant to call okay. him so he could get out. That's what he claimed. Sure, but anyway, yes, yeah. And Mr. Trump though has no such. No. Right? In your own description, there he's like, just say it's ado- it's adoptions, and he sincerely believes that it's just about adoptions. That would that's what makes him. That's, what what's the term for this? Uh, idiot. Useful idiot. That's right. Useful idiot. Okay. Yeah. So he has no clue. He has no clue what's going on. He himself is completely unaware of the level at which he and his campaign have been compromised. Yeah. It doesn't register to him that there's anything going on. That that conversation was about adoptions. Adoptions. Very simple. Concerned. Yeah. Now, and who's against adoptions? Now that that same that's that same. It wasn't about anything. And even if it was, anybody would have done it or the yeah. other way around. Like, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. pure Trump right there. And that's, that he could, I could see him taking that banner and yeah. he could go, you know, this is, oh, this I'm is sure. ridiculous. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. It's just like, you know, I mean, I saw one theory that was Kushner that who leaked it. I saw another theory that was just um, his staff basically in a, a plea for help, like trying to get word out into the press so mm. that Trump would take notice and realize, oh, I'm stressing out my staff so much that I should listen to them, their advice more, their point of view more. It's like, that's not going to work. <laughs> hey, you burnt the guy. Like, I mean, I don't, under, I literally don't get how he comes out of the crosshairs in the investigation when he's now, 
placed, you know, on the scene by a bunch of first person observers saying, here's what you're going to say to the press. <laughs> here's how we're going to cover it up. Like it's, it is the smoking gun. I just want to say, if you are a White House staffer and you're trying to leak information mm-hmm. to the media mm-hmm. in order to get it to President Donald Trump. Oh, you go to Fox and Friends. No, you should you should come to the real presence of Washington. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> we don't. Number one, our our phone's not really ringing off the hooks. So you're nope. gonna have an easy time getting through. Sure. And number two, I the have seen. <laughs> I have seen in our pickle tracker a number of huh. uh, affiliate orders that were shipped to 1600 oh, Pennsylvania really? Avenue with a certain DJT's huh. name on it there. I wouldn't so. have figured him for a pickle fan. Oh, oh yes. Oh. Interesting. Yes. If you look Did at you 80s media, um, uh, Kush, Kushbert. Huh. Yes. <laughs> I thought maybe deep fried pickles. They're tiny. Oh. Yeah. Why? Well, you could fry them if you want. <laughs> Speaking of fried. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Uh, John McCain yeah. coming in to really put the nail in the coffin of the unfortunate metaphor. Well, you know, I think it's all it's all uh, above board. So, you know, last week we were talking about, hey, we didn't really understand what this guy was doing yep. because we had a you know higher view of him yep. than maybe uh, we would of some of the other Republicans involved in this process, uh, but that he had kind of uh, pulled himself. Uh, out of the, his deathbed yeah. and uh, drug himself across the country <laughs> to cast out of the, the, the vote for um, the procedure to move forward, yes. the the skinny repeal to go to a vote, and then go to conference. Oh, you're right. Move to progress. All right. You're right. And then a vote. And then a vote. And then in the vote, swerve, he switched and he voted no. Yeah. There was right an audible gasp. There was an audible too. gasp. He's staring right at McConnell. <laughs> right? Drops his thumb down. <laughs> yeah, heroic. It and was. as a you know, we've talked about professional wrestling a number of times. Yeah, uh, this this is a swerve straight out of pro yeah. wrestling. It's got to be it one of the more entertaining oh, moments absolutely. in Senate history. Absolutely, and it was at like one thirty in the morning too. It was like yeah, perfect. Yeah, Nailed, it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed <laughs> it. What a legacy. It actually, I've heard a few people say that it, it's sort of unfortunate that we're so cynical that when he voted on the move to progress or motion to progress, and then he made that speech about how he wouldn't vote for this bill in this form and that he felt like it was time to come together and go get back to the spirit of collaboration and civility and debate that typified the Senate. The Senate was proud of, uh, you know, most greatest deliberation body in the world, blah, blah, blah. Um, everybody just went like, eh, he's just going to vote for it anyway. Like they didn't believe his words. Um, and it was just such a strong indication of how much we hear, you know, I mean, McConnell's rhetoric about Obamacare, how it was all mm-hmm. done in secret and it's being shoved down our throats and this is an outrage. And, and then comes his time and he does it a hundred times worse. Like, we're just so conditioned to just think, well, they don't actually believe anything they say. Mm. But it was lovely to see that actually he had that whole strategy in his head and, like, he was dead set on 
voting down that bill if it was still in the form mm. that it was when, when it came time to vote. Now, what, uh, what I understand is um, uh, particularly genius about this uh, maneuver and uh, hurtful to the Republican efforts. Ooh, uh, I think I know where you're going with this, and I've heard this debunked now. Oh, okay. Well, that it was that it was their one shot at the. the yes, the that's what I heard. That's what I heard too. I was very disappointed to hear that um, it's still on the calendar as oh, a wow. reconciliation item. So somehow it was not uh, like the person who interpreted the rules as saying mm. that it would use their reconciliation vote for the year. It was incorrect. Mm. They have until September because ah. that's when budget reconciliation is due. So there's they could still take another mm. run of this. Although it, it feels like. No one has the stomach for it at this yeah. point. <laughs> I think they'd have a harder time, like, mustering. Actually, even Paul Ryan uh, on his Twitter now, Twitter feed, is, is talking about, like, retweet if you think we should build a wall. Like, he's trying to <laughs> pay no attention to the steaming pile of shit that we just left. <laughs> it's it's an unfortunate smear uh, for the Republicans. It is. Uh, you know, on one of our earlier episodes, we talked, well, it was when the uh, when this passed the House and you know, we were talking about how some of the um, congressmen there were like, well, you know, I know it's a, a turd burger, but, um, right. you know, the we'll Senate. fix it in the Senate. And as I understand it, when McConnell's going around, he's tr- he's telling people, look, just vote for it. Yeah. yeah. You know, we'll, we'll figure it out when we... We'll, get it back we'll, in the we'll get it <laughs> The house will figure it out. Come on, don't worry about it. And you actually have people there who are saying, you know, no, right. I don't support it, but yes, I vote for it, yeah. which makes no sense. No sense uh, at all. McCain bringing some, you know, much-needed respectability yeah. into that process because, like, the fact that you should only vote for something that you think should be the law is yeah. kind of like key yeah, it feels, to... feels like a pretty critical you know? core kind of concept to the whole uh, representative democracy thing. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's also... They were playing uh, with fire because there was absolutely no um, reason why the bill that they were voting for would not have ended up being the bill that was passed mm. by the house because there was no pr- process or procedure that guaranteed that they had to mm-hmm. throw it out or open it up for amendments or anything. Just, they could have just brought it for a straight vote. Right. And, you know, uh, I, I, I have noted a couple of observers saying that McConnell, I mean, he, <laughs> he tells uh, people exactly what they want to hear. So he was telling the hardliners, don't worry, we're going to strip out, you know the 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 mm-hmm. squishy stuff. Right. Make it worse for humans. Um, don't worry. <laughs> and telling the moderates, don't worry, we're not going to. <laughs> we're going to make it easier on people. And then at the same time, um, there was uh, there was a, a targeted attack on Planned Parenthood in the bill that they were voting on in Senate um, that initially did not pass the parliamentarians' reconciliation evaluation. He said it was just against. Planned Parenthood, and therefore it was not a budget item. Um, and so they had to retool that. So they changed it to be uh, withdrawal of federal funding for any clinic that performs abortions with revenues over a million dollars a year, which just happens to be all Planned Parenthood and one clinic that's independent in Northern California or something. So they could claim like it's not just targeted at Planned Parenthood. Mm-hmm. It is a budget right. reconciliation thing. 
Um, so some staffer was doing that research and looking up all that data and trying to figure out an angle where they could get it by the parliamentarian so that that would be in the bill that got voted for. Like, that's not a throwaway piece of work. Mm -hmm. Like, they were clearly putting work into it on the McConnell's office in the chance that, that it would actually pass yeah. and be the law, which would have been a, just a nightmare mm -hmm. for people. Are we out of the woods yet, though? Because, uh, you know, the Trump administration uh, being the executive branch of the United States of America, um, the government of the United States of America, um, does have the duty um, of making Obamacare success, driving enrollments. And, yes, that uh, is the law of the land. <laughs> and he is welcome to attempt to violate the law. <laughs> But uh, doesn't he have wide discretion to... As far as I understand, I mean, he would immediately open himself up to lawsuits, uh, basically causing harm by violating through a violation of the law. So, I mean, I don't understand the limits on executive orders, but apparently I've read a bunch of opinions that are like, that would be political suicide. Mm. Like he would be in violation of, a, of an act of law in the, in the United States. if he. It's the... CSR payments is the main mechanism that they're talking about him withholding payments mm. on the, I can't remember what it stands for, but it's some kind of equalization thing with the insurance companies or the states or both. Well, I mean, I think you could uh, certainly have to make your payments, which may be news to Donald Trump. That's um, what he's threatening not to do. But there's other things. Because he, he he's could, calling them bailouts. In his he, could, he could not uh, spend money... Uh, to advertise the open enrollment period. Yeah. Uh, he could also instruct the uh, IRS, I guess, not to worry about finding about anybody who doesn't I mean, have coverage. I mean, you know, it's in a precarious state anyway because uh, Obamacare or the Affordable Care Act because all of this uncertainty has caused um, a bunch of insurance companies who are no fans of uncertainty and risk. Mm. Um, Isn't that what they live for us? <laughs> Calculated risk. They can't calculate the risk around this stuff. So they are too late, a lot of them, for even putting plans into into the market for next year, for next year's open enrollment. And some of them explicitly said, we're not going to do it until this is cleared up. Hmm. So there's going to be a total shit show next year. But as you and I have talked about before, I feel like, you know, the the this round of sausage making with the healthcare bill... Uh, has been so off-putting and so uh, mobilizing of public opinion that, you know, if there is increased problems in the marketplace for for health insurance, the, the public demand is going to be fix it. Don't, like, don't repeal and, and maybe replace it three years down the road. Mm -hmm. Like, fix these problems. Yeah. And we're going to get another step towards single payer. Because yeah. <laughs> it really does feel like you know, I mean, th there's a quite a large bipartisan support for just fix what's out there already mm -hmm. rather than like they're kind of done with the whole story of repeal because the Republicans have proved that after seven years of saying we're going to, you know, we're going to have our own health care bill. They didn't have anything. They had nothing. It's really embarrassing. Yeah. They, I mean, the Senate voted on four different bills and failed to pass four different bills in the last week. It's, it's pretty sad. I don't know that we've ever seen no. so much incompetence at all levels of uh, the federal government. 
Yeah. Um, but who looks worse here? The legislature or the executive branch? Oh, the whole country looks terrible. <laughs> I mean, on the world stage, this is, I mean, this is Putin's wet dream. I mean, I was just listening to a podcast uh, yesterday, earlier today. Oh, I know what it was. It was the New York Daily Briefing, New York Times Daily Briefing. And they were saying how Putin's attempt to uh, to influence the election and get Trump elected as a way to lower sanctions had backfired spectacularly because now there's this tougher sanctions mm-hmm. bill that got passed uh, the Senate 98 to 2 that is now sitting on Trump's desk whether or not he'll sign it we'll see um, but I thought that was missing the point entirely like again I keep bringing it up but there's that uh, textbook used in the in you know in the Soviet Union or so, sorry Russia former Soviet Union um, uh, called Foundations of Geopolitics and uh, in it it says um, separate the UK from Europe check um, and so internal discord among the citizens of the United States so they're totally distracted from the world stage and don't have the power to, to stand in the way of Russia's ambitions mission accomplished I mean he's got he's actually starting to mass military on his borders again he's got another you know, there's another country, I can't remember, maybe, mm, I can't remember which country it is. Anyway, there's a little green man appearing on the border, mm. like unmarked Russian troops. Mm-hmm. Um, he's about to make another move, and he's doing it because he knows that we can't get our shit together to oppose that. Like, how, how? We're, we're, we're like falling over our own shoelaces in Syria no. completely. We're falling over our own shoelaces or tripping our shoelaces at G20. We're like, it's, it's ridiculous. We can't possibly get any kind of coherent foreign policy response together and articulated and then carried out. So it's mission accomplished as far as Putin's concerned. Well, let's say General John Kelly is able to uh, perform a thorough house cleaning um, so the White House is a hundred percent vacant at that point. <laughs> well, let's it's just say just like tumbleweeds. I mean, you know, let's say. I mean, the cook and the staff. Yeah, I guess the house cleaning and that sort of thing. The cook, the staff, they're around, and and let's say Mike Pence agrees that he's going to hang around to oversee the transition. Um, do we feel that we're in a, a better spot there? Well, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, I am loath to say that I would feel better with a military junta at the helm of this country at this moment. Um, but it makes me Vladimir very... Putin didn't see that one coming. <laughs> no, probably not. Uh, it makes me super nervous that uh, North Korea and and Russia and various other bad actors are, um, you know, emboldened by the complete lack of leadership in this country. So I don't know. I mean, I, I know that McMaster in particular made me more and Mattis to a secondary degree, not so much Kelly, but I mean, I have more confidence in their, um, I guess just raw patriotism. Like, you know, they're sort of stalwart defenders of the, of the nation um, that come across as that kind of no nonsense kind of military. That's right. They do the tough stuff because that's what it takes to keep the country safe mm-hmm. and freedom, you know, ringing, right. all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, 
somebody's got to be in charge. It does feel like it's sort of a counterpart to the shadowy, you know, uh, intelligence community ongoing campaign to take down Trump. I mean, most of the the um, sort of assault on Trump has been coordinated and and uh, leveraged by the intelligence community from day one. They keep saying, you know, they keep leaking details to the press about like, oh, we have intercepts where the Russians are talking about Trump in 2015 and how, how much they're looking forward to him being president or whatever. I mean... Uh, okay, but the problem with intelligence is that there's no muscle. Right. So if the That's intelligence the and That's the military can get together... Yeah, then we'd have a perfect... <laughs> Um, uh, culmination of uh, Eisenhower's warning about the military-industrial complex, right? I mean, it's it, we're coming really close to the death of the American experiment in representative democracy. It's scary as shit. I mean, you know, what would happen if, if uh, Kim Jong-un launched a nuke and, I don't know, took out an island in Japan? what you probably realistically could reach over the next I uh, Gosh, I don't know. I feel like uh, Donald Trump would um, probably uh, signal to those uh, generals that uh, they have free reign, do whatever they want, go to I town. I think so, too. I think so, too. I mean, I think that's implicit already. He, did, he tweeted out about the uh, trans um, ban mm-hmm. um, from the military, and so that transgender people would no longer be... Uh, allowed to serve and <laughs> the joint chiefs issued a statement the next day saying like there's no change in our policy until we are instructed otherwise they literally said like nope well i mean they don't uh you know mr trump's tweets aren't policy correct right he wouldn't know how to actually steer that into an actual policy anyway <laughs> if his life depended on it and it's also unconstitutional. So, if but it was he, just, it was a very, like, so in other words, the military didn't really have to do anything, mm-hmm. but they did explicitly say, no, not going to do it. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'm not up to date really on the uh, military leadership's feelings on that uh, particular issue. But who do you think Trump is trying to appease with that particular oh, missive? Anybody at all? No, it was it was a hundred percent to polarize his base against the resistance. The resistance being, you know, progressive left, uh, LGBT mm-hmm. friendly crowd, and um, his actual base being the alt right slash racist slash homophobic. You know, the people who are freaked out about transgender people entering bathrooms. By the way, best joke that I saw about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> best Twitter joke about the transgender ban was, um, wait a minute, last I heard, I had to be, the uh, transgender people were so badass, I had to be afraid of them being in the bathroom at the same time as me. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay, so we've got, um, you know, an inept uh, executive branch that is, uh, um, its only hope is being uh basically like subterfuge controlled by the military interests who are within it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You've got a legislative branch that has absolute, I mean, just a pure abdication of, of duty. Yeah. Um, You know, God bless you. 
uh, John McCain for trying to bring it in. But, um, you know, I, unless these guys all leave suddenly, <laughs> it doesn't seem like it's going to transform. You know, maybe they're going to try to roll on to uh, tax reform. Yeah, or, that's going to look you know, great, I'm the, sure. The lines at Disneyland, God knows what. But... <laughs> Well, and the um, the if the budget doesn't pass by September, then the government shuts down. Right. Oh, I'm sure we've got that in the cards. Because <laughs> it really doesn't look like these guys have a whole lot that's going for them. Nope. Um, okay. Well, that's uh, you know that's not great. Uh, and then you've got a international scene where uh, some sinister actors are making moves and. Um, you know, it's getting uh, it's getting scary out there, and we're not paying attention, and that's part yeah. of the whole uh, plan there. So, uh, how does that work out? Well, hmm, um, <laughs> not great. Not great. <laughs> not great. Not great. Uh, as we were discussing, is, it would seem a... like that military coup probably would be the best. Probably best thing. At the this probably point. best yeah. thing. You know, and I mean, uh, militaries. Um, you know, the military in Egypt is the one who said, yeah. hey, Mubarak, you know, screw you, we're, we're with the people. Yeah. Um, really? Yeah, I mean, I feel like if that happened, that would be the form of it, right? It would be the military um, and the intelligence community, but the military in, in reality saying, you know, we believe the intelligence community that the last election was illegitimate and that's, you are not a legitimate president and we need to step in and take the reins until there can be a proper election without Russian Classic. interference. Yes. Paper ballots. Yeah. Chads, yeah. bring back the chads. <laughs> yeah. And we'll get Chad Kruger to come in and do your the finger to prove that you yeah. voted. Um, well, I mean, yeah, definitely no, uh, did you see DEFCON is, is on in Las Vegas? Mm-hmm. This is an annual hacker conference. Um, they had bought on eBay or a government auction, I think a half a dozen or maybe 10 voting machines of various types. All of them hacked within 90 minutes um, so that they could control the vote tallies, change votes. Mm-hmm. Um, several of them over Wi Fi, so no physical connection wow. whatsoever. Um, and yeah, they said it was super easy. And, and nobody who hacked them had any particular domain expertise or didn't know anything mm-hmm. about the hardware or the machines or anything. It's like an iron chef challenge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I mean, we, and, uh, uh, department of Homeland security never did an audit at like a, an actual vote tally audit of the last election. Mm. There was talk of doing it and then it never actually happened. So, mm. um, so it may have been, I mean, not only did we have propaganda, and targeted propaganda, um, highly effective. Not only did we have hacking of email systems and leaking of um, embarrassing or compromising information, but potentially we also had <laughs> fake vote counts. <laughs> like this was not a, not our st- our you know sort of shining Ooh, moment yes. for American democracy. It seems like we kind of fucked up like every aspect of this election. <laughs> Well, if there, you know, who knows if maybe there's an opportunity for a military um, enforced do-over. Do-overs. Would, uh, is there any possibility for a military enforced do-over in the United Kingdom for that Brexit vote (laughs) as well? I don't know enough about their domestic political situation. I mean, it's so crazy to even think 
yeah, it could happen here that I can't really assess that for any other country. I never, ever, ever would have thought like it would be within the realm of possibility here. But it, it kind of, I mean, you know, if I think about the military establishment, I, I just, I can't imagine them being happy with the current state of affairs where, you know, I mean, uh, as I said, the, the utter bungling of any kind of coherent um, relationship with regards to the Russian position in Syria, um, the the total shunning of the NATO alliance treaty members um, at the, the actual, you know, when he's been in Europe, and then the 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 extreme buddying up, <laughs> including weird fa- uh, hand gestures across the table to Putin at the G20 summit. I don't know if you saw that. It was super odd he was making googly eyes at putin across this giant banquet table Uh, by the way funniest tidbit from the g20 um (laughs) definitely worthy of reality tv inclusion um they seated him uh beside uh shinzo abe's wife who uh he said well she couldn't speak any english at all so that you know wasn't I wasn't much company for her or whatever. She speaks English quite fluently. <laughs> there's there's actually a video of her delivering a speech in English. She's quite fluent. Yeah. She just was like, nope, not gonna talk with you. Classic. Classic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, yeah. That, you're right. That would be a fantastic that's like a you, know, you got the confessional shot yeah. where she's like, yeah. I did not want to talk with this guy. <laughs> and I knew that he would fall for this. So I just, yeah. you know. I totally speak English. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, yeah, so I don't know. That, that may be the way this season ends with a military junta. It would be an unexpected twist. A very unexpected twist. It would keep us riveted. My only hope is that in the military-controlled United States of America of yeah. 2018, uh, that they do allow podcasting and they allow sure. those and uh, pickle uh, checks to cash. <laughs> yeah. Pickle checks, yeah. Also green. 